Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And you guys... This is my favorite time of year. We are entering into the Christmas season and I am ecstatic and I just want to sing Christmas carols all the time and I want to just deck the halls literally with boughs of holly. How are you feeling, sweetie? I'm still full from Thanksgiving. I I took gluttony to a whole new level this year and I'm going to need some baggier clothes (laughs) under the tree this Christmas. Too much good food. I'm excited. I'm excited about this time of year. I love this time of year, and we've got a really fun episode talking about kind of some of our own holiday traditions, some of how our family has celebrated Christmas through the years, and hopefully in a way to spark new ideas to help you and your spouse form and and keep doing your holiday traditions. And then at the end, to kind of like switch gears at the end for our Q&A time, we've got a really important question. It doesn't have anything to do with the holidays, but it's uh, it's from from a wife who's... uh, whose husband's interaction with a, a co-worker, um, a female co-worker, has, uh, has made her uncomfortable. And I think it's an important question, an important topic. And so we're going to dive into that. So stick around to the end. So let's dive in. It's the most wonderful time of the year. All right. Yes, I love it. I'm a Christmas same. freak. I know we just, you know, passed Thanksgiving, but you know our tree's up and totally ready to go. Yes. Someone please help me because ESPN has not been on at my house for weeks. It's been nothing but Hallmark movies. Oh, yes. That have the same plot, the same two actresses falling in love with the same They get a lot of work with actors, those movies. Yeah. And it's, you know exactly what's happening. It's Christmas in Montana or, you know, it's like, it's a... Uh, let me tell you, let, let me just explain this to those of you who are not Hallmark fans. The reason that we love Hallmark is because everything is so perfect. Like the the sets are perfect. The weather is perfect. The houses are just decked to the nines. The Christmas, you know, cocoa is so perfect. And like their hair is perfect and their clothes are perfect. You know, they got the winter aesthetic just down pat. It's It's just... It's like you you don't have to think much. It doesn't take a lot of brain power to take in what's going on in these movies. And I just need more of them in my life. And simpler around Christmas time, it just, I get a little obsessed. Well, that is one of Ashley's traditions. Um, and every now and then it's a shared tradition. But for the most part, I try to stay away from Hallmark. But every now and then I'll get pulled in. Um, but we want to talk about holiday traditions because it is important. And I think traditions give 
they give structure, they give, they give some meaning and they, they give warmth and nostalgia, tying us back to the, the past, present and future, all kind of tying together through our traditions. Yes. And we, you know, we live in a world where like any kind of tradition is becoming less and less valued. And I think now more than ever, and you know, now with all the, the crazy things we've been through the last couple of years, I think now more than ever, mm. we need to find comfort in some healthy traditions and maybe start establishing some new healthy traditions. And the holidays are a great time to do it. We hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, I think Thanksgiving is an opportunity for a lot of traditions, but looking ahead now that it's nothing but Christmas music and Christmas stuff everywhere you look, and it is a really fun time of year. Um, we want to talk about some Christmas traditions. And before we dive in though, just a little quick side note, like I know that this is a wonderful time of year for a lot of folks, but this is a stressful time of mm, year for yeah. a lot of us. Christmas just sort of amplifies whatever's going on. The good stuff in your life feels better, but the hard stuff in your life feels harder. The strain in your family feels harder. The financial pressure feels more difficult. I mean, so just give yourself a lot of grace during this time and don't feel like you're the only one who's stressed because a lot of people are going through a lot of stress right yeah. now. And we just pray for those who are carrying something because, I mean, really everybody's carrying something, I suppose. Yeah. But we don't want to dwell on on the hardship in this episode. We want to talk about some of the positive of having healthy traditions in your marriage and then once you have children in your family and how passing those on to your kids and living them out in your marriage can be one of the sweetest, sweetest things you can do as a family. That's right. And I love Christmas traditions. I, I grew up in a home that my mom, especially, she had a lot of traditions. And I know, Dave, your mom was exactly the same way and still is. And, you know, there would be certain decorations that we traditionally put out. Um, my mom actually had this this little thing she did, and I don't even know what she called it when we were growing up, but around the 12 days before Christmas, she would set out this, this sleigh and then like little presents that were made out to my sister, like it had our names on it. So it, there was one for my sister, Morgan, one for me would magically appear every day, 12 days before Christmas in this little magical sleigh. And I loved it. And it would be like little practical gifts, like, you know, some chapstick or socks or, and then I'll be like Christmas themed, um, you know, maybe a little piece of jewelry, very inexpensive, but fun and, and things I loved. And that was something I loved so much throughout my childhood that I decided to do it in our family. But here's what happened. So when we had kids, we started having children in 2005, this little creature called the elf on the shelf became very popular. Many of you who are watching this and listening to this, you're like, oh yes, I do Elf on the Shelf. Well, I am a person who loves crafts. I love being creative. I kind of pride myself on being creative. I put a lot of thought into decorating my home for Christmas. But when this little little booger came into our lives, I, I really was like, you are the spawn of Satan. Like, why do we have to have another thing, guys? Why another thing? I mean, I know why the Elf on the Shelf people designed them because, you know, heyday, bring in the money. But I just was like, why? Like, why are we putting this pressure on ourselves? Because suddenly it wasn't that you just had your little elf on the shelf snowball appear, you know, magically out of the air for Christmas. It was that he had to do mischievous things like, you know, put stuff in your kitchen and like it, it like parents spend hours on designing his, his crazy little mischievous acts. You mean he's not real? I, I know, I right? I know. Like and kids love it. You're, like, and I have friends, you guys, like my friend, Olivia, Olivia, if you're listening, you're amazing. And thank you for being such a great friend. But she loves this and, and more power to her. She comes up with the most such innovative awesome, things. She innovative things. write her own book. She literally could. 
Like she what literally could. Does. And I love it. And, and I love it that she loves it. Like it's not a burden to her. It's something that she looks forward to. But I think some people really hate the Elf on the Shelf because it's like another thing. And once you start it, guys, you're going to go oh, yeah. until they're gone. Like until they're in college, you're doing that Elf on the Shelf. So you're committing. So here's what I did. I was like, listen, we already have a lot of traditions. The Elf on the Shelf thing, the kids are talking about it because, you know, kids who have the Elf at their house come home you know, they, they talk to their friends at school. And then those kids that don't have the elf come back to mom and dad and are like, where is our snowball? Like, why don't we have an elf on the shelf? And so when that day happened, when when our youngest was in kindergarten, I mean, our, I'm sorry, our oldest Cooper was in kindergarten. I looked at Dave and I was like thinking, I know you don't want to do this. And I'm thinking, I sure do not want to do this. So I was like, how can I have the elf on the shelf in our home but not really have to do anything. And I was like, she's about to tell you idea. something. You can that maybe escape this <laughs> Christmas for the better, yes. save you money and well, sanity. Some people love it. So I'm not yeah. knocking it. If you love it. Yeah. Keep, keep doing keep it. Doing That's it. your thing. But if it, if it's the bane of your existence, here's an out. Okay. So I told you, we, you know, my mom did this sleigh tradition with us as kids. And so we did it, you know, as soon as our kids actually could understand what it was. So like when Cooper was like two or three or whatever, so I decided, I was like, you know what? Why can't our elf be invisible? And why can't he be the one who's putting those gifts in our magical sleigh every every day, 12 days before yeah. Christmas? And it worked, you guys. So they love it. The invisible and elf. It's, it's not expensive stuff, by the way. Like no, no, no. It's, it's like dollar store stuff. Dollar store, yes. Or but But they the kids love it. Love it. They love it. It's and every day they run downstairs for 12 days leading up to Christmas and they tear yes. into that box and it's like you know, it could be a bag of Skittles or it could be whatever. And they're yes. just like, awesome. Our you know? invisible elf came. Yeah. They like that more than like some expensive thing they get on Christmas. Like, oh, this, this is lame. Or, yeah. or the fact that the, the elf on the shelf snowballs poop and marshmallows, like this is so much better. They get a gift at the end yeah, of the day. Get, so if you like elf on the shelf, you are amazing. You're better than me. And I congratulations on being amazing at elf on the shelf. So I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I'm lazy when it comes to this. And I'm lazy. And we're doing the invisible elf. So. And, and that's worked. That's one of our things. You know, we've, we also <laughs> dress them up in pajamas on Christmas morning. And yes. some of our, my favorite pictures of them are in, are we put in, them on our stairs. in pajamas. You know, we go yes. over, when we go to my parents' house, you know, my mom's great at like doing these, these organized games. Like it could be trivia. It could be like. And money's involved. Yeah. There's like prizes involved and it's interactive. And she really puts a lot of thought and effort into it to really make it special. And she's always, always, you know, worked, worked hard to make it special. She puts up a big, beautiful, elaborate tree um, early and, and yes. um, is great with, with gifts and her and dad, they, they just put on a feast and it's, yeah. it's really a special time. Um, and Ashley's, you know, she'll tell you about her parents, her parents, like her mom is an amazing decorator and hostess and loves, loves the holidays. And yeah, so we've, we, uh, we thankfully came from two parents that two sets of parents that really loved Christmas and worked to make it special and, and, and also worked to keep Christ in it. Like this isn't yeah. just about consumerism and it isn't just about cookies and all that, but I think that there's such a warmth when you remember and remind each other, this is all about Jesus and we're celebrating him, but that Jesus came to bring joy in life. And it's good when we can use our creativity to bring joy in life around yes. the whole season. And I think Jesus is all about some cookies, right? So just yes. en enjoy those things, but don't forget that he's the reason. And so we try to, throughout the whole season, uh, find ways to remind remind each other, remind our kids that, look, this is what it's about. It's not just about 
all the toys or cookies or, you know, your, your Skittles appearing in the sleigh in the morning, but that Jesus came to earth and that's the best news of all. And so we will do, try to do things to remind us of that, you know, through the, the church services, our church always does a lot of creative things around Christmas. And we stayed, we try to be very involved. There's a, um, a place near where we live that has this big elaborate outdoor Christmas light show that has all these cool Christmas lights and hot cocoa and stuff. But part of the light show that you you drive through tells the nativity story really in awesome. lights and shows, you know, baby Jesus and shows ultimately to the cross. And it's really a creative way to celebrate in a festive, fun, memorable way that the kids love with their cocoa and hay rides and all this stuff. But they're they're being reminded of what it's all about. And so whatever you can do to like root your traditions back into the message of the Bible and the fact that it's about Jesus, that just, that makes it the most memorable. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it Get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked naked. It does. And, and we always, that's, that place is called Lights of the South. It's in Grovetown, Georgia. If you're ever in that area, it's kind of a suburb of Augusta, Georgia. But um, our kids, we actually go with our small group. It's become a tradition with our small group at church that every year, and we've been doing this how many years? I and mean, we have pictures of when they were little on the hayride, taking them through the lights. It's just been this this standing tradition that we do with with not only our family, but with these other families. Yeah, and it's just, really sweet. it's just awesome. 
Um, you know, we also do a happy birthday Jesus cake because we want to make sure they know, you know, that it's Jesus's birthday. I know you biblical scholars out there can say, well, I can test that it's actually December 25th, but that is kind of missing the point. It doesn't really matter the actual day. It's just that we're celebrating the birth of Jesus and 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 being the savior of the world. And we talk all about the wise men and, you know, talk about what were those gifts? What do they mean? And 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 Dave always reads the Christmas story and goes through it with the kids, you know, every Christmas morning. And now that our kids can read, you know, um, and have been reading for a while, sometimes we'll have them read it. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome. They read it really fast because yeah, they're right. just trying to get to the present, but we still make sure that we do. it is read. We do. And we do a big breakfast. You know, I, I do this thing. The kids think I'm like a chef when it comes to this, but it really is simple. I replace the egg in the Bisquick pe- pancake recipe. I replace the egg with a banana and we call them banana pancakes or banana pancakes because sometimes we like to throw in Spanish words. And um, anyway, the kids love it. And so they request their banana pancakes and we make bacon and eggs and all that stuff. And it just fills the house with that smell. And it's just, it's a standing tradition. And the kids always look forward it. to it. We did that a lot of Saturdays too, but but on Christmas for sure we do that. And um, And then we just really don't have an agenda. We'll usually spend all morning and even the early afternoon being lazy and just eating and enjoying our presents and spending time together, you know, Every Christmas, there's usually an awesome Christmas movie on. So we'll probably watch that on TV. Um, And then we usually pick like um, whatever movie we all want to see in the theater. And we'll go out later that day and see a movie in the theater. And so, you know, I don't think the traditions have to be complicated, but I think it's pointing to those, you know, don't underestimate, especially for those of you who have children, don't underestimate what those things mean to them. Because there's been certain Christmases where we haven't been able to go to Lights of the South because we had moved or... We couldn't go do, you know, certain things. And the children would be like, mom. It's not Christmas it's yet. It's missing. It's not Christmas. This. Yes. It, it matters to them. Right. And they'll they'll hold you to it. So I remember I forgot to get the cake mix for my happy birthday Jesus cake. And Cooper, our oldest, was like, mom, we didn't do the happy birthday Jesus cake. And I think we threw something together, maybe a pancake. I think we like stacked some pancakes mm. and had a candle and saying happy birthday, Jesus. So um, I make sure I stay on it and Dave does too. And we try to keep those traditions because they are so important and they really do go towards the heart uh, of what it what it Christmas really means and, and receiving the greatest gift the world has ever known and will ever know in, in, our, in our Savior. And so it's so special and it warms my heart even talking about it. Yes, it really, really does. And now more than ever, again, you know, with kind of the chaos that that we've all been through collectively over these last few years. And that our kids, you know, our kids have kind of had part of their childhood robbed because of, you know, the pandemic and just the the difficulties that we're collectively facing. And I think now more than ever, kind of the comfort that can come uh, yeah. and just being reminded of, that Jesus came and why he came. And then the sweet family comfort of gathering together and establishing or remembering um, those those sweet traditions, they really give stability they they give um they give us a, a sweetness and a and a safety in a time that's been really chaotic and so yes. be intentional about that you know it doesn't have to be expensive it doesn't have to be perfect um but just be intentional about doing those things or maybe starting those things that you would like to keep doing in the years to come absolutely and i want to add one other tradition that we've done off and on depending on our children's ages who was able to go. But early in our marriage, we would actually go serve. Usually, even if it wasn't on Christmas Eve, it was usually somewhere around there. I remember we've gone to the VA um, hospital before. We went with your family and um, just tried to, I think we 
we gave blankets to them. And I know things are probably different in this COVID age, but we, we gave something to them to just kind of warm them because a lot of these people have family that's far away and they may not necessarily be able to visit them. And it just really, it, 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 it just means so much to those people. We've gone to nursing homes before and caroled. And these people in these nursing homes, I mean, we would give them like a card and, and a little gift and it just lit up their face and it just made them feel so seen and, yes. and, and important because they are. And a lot of times, again, these families can't necessarily get there or maybe they just don't have close family members. And it just breaks my heart to think that people, especially around the holidays, are feeling like nobody cares. And so I just encourage you to find a place in your community to serve together. You know, with our kids, it's been a little hard because we have a large age gap, but we have a local dream center that our church helps run um, in our community. And there's been times we've been able to go and serve there. And it's just, it's it's one of my favorite things to do with our family. And I hope to be doing it more as our kids get to be more of the age that they need to be to go there. But that is that is just, you know, being the hands and feet of Christ. And so I would encourage you, if that's not currently a tradition, Try to find something you guys can do. And maybe it is caroling. I mean, caroling is something that you don't have to have a certain age requirement. And um, I know everybody's kind of standoffish these days, but we need it more now, you know, now more than ever. And so maybe you get your family together and go carol somewhere and just show people the love of Christ. And it's just a really special, a special way to live out your faith. And so true. And enjoy this Christmas season. Uh, this is, I hope it's a great month for you as we get ready to to start December. If you're listening now, is it as the the day that this, you know, is out, uh, we're, we're coming into December really soon. But whenever you're listening to this, um, even if it's in the middle of July or something, I think that, that yeah. just thinking ahead to establishing traditions, not only at the holidays, but really all year round, those traditions that your kids are going to look back on, you and your spouse can look back on uh, with the fondest of memories. Um, it is, it's really worth implementing those things. Those those simple things mean a lot. All right, so we're going to dive into today's question. And today's question, uh, submitted at nakedmarriagepodcast.com, says this, my husband refers to one of his female co-workers as shorty because the other guys at work call her that. To me, that sounds like a flirty type of nickname. Is it appropriate to call another uh, co-worker uh, a nickname like that? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I really don't like that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think probably, you know, your husband isn't thinking a thing of it. Right. Uh, because it's just kind of what people call her. But I totally get your perspective and I totally get your discomfort with the fact that he is giving, um, what could, you know, very easily be taken as a, a flirty type of nickname. And so, um, I don't know if you and your husband have, if, if you've really expressed to him how, much you're uncomfortable with this, but my first advice would just be to say, listen, I know you don't mean anything by it. That's what guys call her. That's just kind of what she goes by. Um, but, uh, it just, it makes me uncomfortable. Right. And so if, if just out of respect, you know, to me, if you would just call her by whatever her actual name is, um, just so there's not any, like any inkling of there being any kind of flirtation, even if everybody else is calling her that, um, I would I would appreciate it. Yeah, and see how the conversation goes from there. And he might, I don't know. I, I just think that that would be a good place to start the conversation. Don't, don't like, don't make him feel like, oh, you're flirting with this woman, or you're doing this. Because in his mind, I'm sure he's not. Yeah, but it is something that it's a blind spot, and all of us have blind spots. And I think it's it's a place where you could 
help him see that blind spot. Right. And he may say, listen, this is literally what everybody calls her at work. I mean, it's on her name tag or, you know, it's on her desk. And maybe that is the case. I mean, Shorty, sometimes it could be just like the name that most people call her. And so she's been like, well, this is my name. But I get where you're coming from. I mean, even in like some of the the, you know, music today, like in a lot of hip hop music, that shorty term is is a term of endearment that's often associated with flirtiness. And so, I mean, I get where you're coming from and I get the discomfort with that. And so I think it is, you know, what Dave said is so good. And, and just assuming that it's not, you know, your husband is not trying to be flirtatious with this woman, but being just so honest with him about it and just say like, it just makes me feel uneasy. Like there's some weird connection between you two. I, I think that's where you have to start and, uh, and, and ask to say like, listen, is there, is there any other name that she'll answer to? Because it just, you know, when you talk about it, it, it kind of, it just makes me feel uneasy. And, and also talk through that. Like, is there something else your husband has done or is doing that maybe also makes you feel uneasy? And so this thing is just kind of a, a drop in the bucket, so to speak. And if there is, talk to him about that, definitely, because maybe there is. I mean, think about that and pray about that mm-hmm. and think, you know, why am I triggered by the name Shorty? Is there something else that he's done that's made me feel untrusting of him? And if there is, definitely talk about it and be open and honest about it. You know, I'm really turned on by your knowledge of hip hop culture. And oh my gosh, you know, you were I'm really trying to think of a song just, in particular, Shorty, so, but I, I know it's there. It's been around forever. <laughs> I think if you called her, I'm gonna start calling you Lil Shorty. Like, you got that Lil, yeah, Lil's in there too. Lil, Lil yes. So that might just I have be a hard time saying you. that. I think it's my Kentucky accent, but like Lil is hard for me to say. <laughs> I sound weird. But it's cute. Everything you say is, <laughs> is really cute. But this is a really important question. We appreciate you sending it in. But like most most issues, it really is going to come down to just communication and you and your husband believing the best in each other, showing each other a lot of grace, but also being really clear mm-hmm. on expectations and really clear on what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. And I think, again, leading off with that, listen, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable and here's why. And I, I think that could be a good place to start the conversation. Thanks for your question. And thank you guys for tuning in as always. Let me be one of the first to say Merry Christmas to you uh, as we enter into this Christmas season. Merry Christmas season. (laughs) Merry Christmas season. Enjoy your Hallmark. Enjoy whatever you're into. Yes. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you back real soon.